call today, Pastor John and I fly west to Portland, along with others on the Desiring God team for a gathering of our ministry partners in the Pacific Northwest, uh, surrounded by the beauties of the Columbia River Gorge. I am always looking forward to that trip and certainly looking forward to seeing and thanking in person a number of financial donors who listen to this podcast and who pray for and support our labors here. But before we head out, we have a question about junk food. A young man writes in to ask it, Dear Pastor John, I'm from Singapore. If we are about to eat a meal we know is unhealthy, like fried chicken or fast food that will not serve our bodies like more healthy food will, should we pray and thank God for the food? Or is our praying over this food a phony act because the food itself will wrong the body he gave to us to care for? How should we think of gratitude and junk food? (laughs) Oh, good question. But I here's my answer in a couple of sentences, and then and then I'm going to just kind of ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to talk Bible yeah. here, but kind of hard. But you'll you'll see if it helps. Here's my answer: to the degree that you are justified in eating something, to that degree you are justified in giving thanks for it. That's my short mm-hmm. answer. Or. To say it another way, to the degree that your conscience is clear in eating something, to that degree, your thankfulness can be offered with a clear conscience. Or to put it one more way, if your heart is divided, partially approving and partially disapproving, when you eat something, then your heart is going to be divided when you attempt to give thanks. Now... um, See whether or not these passages, I'm going to just refer to a couple of passages, see whether or not they shed light on the issue. Consider the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness in Matthew 4. Satan suggests, turn these stones into bread, jump off the temple, bow down and worship me. Now, the first two temptations are based on perfectly legitimate expectations of God's favor. God will nourish with bread. God will keep his feet from crashing into the pavement below. The Bible says so. Presumably, then, Jesus would be able to give heartfelt thanks for these good gifts of God's provision and protection. So, go ahead, Jesus, and act in a way that creates an occasion for a great thanksgiving and he won't do it. The possibility of thanksgiving does not carry the day. In other words, can I do something because I can give thanks for it? It doesn't carry the day. The argument doesn't doesn't suffice. There are other factors that make the miracles here, here unadvisable. Jesus is on a path of suffering on his way to the cross. That's what's in front of him. It's not a path of self-serving miracles. It does not matter that God's goodness and power might be shown turning stones to bread and catching the sun as he falls. It doesn't matter that Jesus could have rejoiced and given thanks for those miracles. They were off limits because of the path assigned to Jesus. So I commend Uh, that we reflect on that in relation to what's permitted in one sense, but maybe not advisable for other reasons. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, think about this. 
when Paul was dealing with whether Christians should eat meat that had been offered to idols, he argued like this, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, every food he made. If one of the unbelievers invites you to dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. In other words, the food that is being set before you belongs to the Lord of the earth. The Lord is your Father, and this is a gift from Him. If you receive it, from him with thankfulness, it's good whether he has been, whether it has been offered to idols or not. Then he continues like this. But if someone says, this has been offered in sacrifice, then don't eat it for the sake of the one who informed you. And then he adds this argument. If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks. Now, this is relevant to the question, it seems, because it's an argument that isn't really necessary. I mean, he just adds it on. He's already settled the issue, but he adds it. And what it seems to add is this. If you regard something as questionable, not certainly evil or certainly good, but something where true believers may disagree with each other, like they were disagreeing in Corinth, then the issue of genuine thankfulness becomes relevant. Let me read it again. If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced? Because of that for which I give thanks. So my thankfulness is morally relevant here on this questionable issue. So Paul is arguing like this. Here is my brother doing something that seems questionable to me say, like eating something that I regard as less than most healthy. And he has a genuine heartfelt thankfulness to God for what he's eating. Therefore, my attitude should be to rejoice that his heart is good toward God and leave to God and his conscience whether eating the questionable food is sinful or not. Let me read that sentence again. If I partake with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of that for which I give thanks? In other words, the thankfulness itself is part of the reason for not denouncing the action. Mm. And that's kind of what our friend was asking about. The next verse says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. This is Paul's final criterion for eating every kind of food. Um, Is my eating of this food an expression for how much I value the glory of God? I'm content in the glory of God. I esteem the glory of God. And this verse speaks to the one who is watching the person eat as well as addressing the eater himself. If the eater is supposed to eat and drink in a way that that gives glory to God, then the watching person is also supposed to assess his eating and drinking in a way that glorifies God. Now, this raises the difficult issue, uh, not only of what is in the eater's heart, but also what food is really off limits for one who would eat to the glory of God. And I'm highly skeptical that we can judge with confidence 
what foods are certainly junk and what are not. That may be heresy to some people, but that's my skepticism. What what foods damage health and what foods serve health? What foods are more or less uh, neutral? My guess is that when it comes to eating this food or that, we are in greater spiritual danger of judging people where we shouldn't than we are in physical danger of eating what we shouldn't. So, summing up, Jesus says that just because you give thanks for a divine gift doesn't mean you should take it. And Paul says, if you can give thanks for something that is not clearly wrong, better to rejoice in the thanks than to condemn the wrong. Yeah, very, very interesting connections. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you, APJ listeners, for sending in excellent questions and for listening regularly. We really appreciate it. To find our archives, read transcripts of episodes, or to ask us a question, go to our online home at desiringgod.org forward slash John. Well, we addressed the topic of cremation on the podcast back in episode 874. We addressed the topic of giving the body to science back in episode 406. But what about if you give your body to science and that program cremates the remains they don't need or use by way of a standard policy? That question has not been answered, and it's next time. I'm your host, Tony Rinke, and we will see you on Monday.